What's up and welcome to the Happy Healthy Girl podcast where we cultivate a safe space to have authentic conversations that support you in becoming your highest freaking self, promote the discovery of a deep self-love and pump up your confidence. Tackling everything from spirituality to dating to general life lessons, this pod is a conversation between us gal pals in our late 20s trying to navigate what the fuck it means to adult and live our lives to the fullest. Keeping it candid AF as I continue to grow with you all too. Get ready to laugh, get ready to learn, but most importantly, get ready to embrace your authentic self un-a-freaking-apologetically. Ready, girlfriend? Let's jump in. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. I'm really excited to bring on a super special guest tonight. Callie, welcome to the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited that we could make time and space and have the energy for this. I'm really pumped to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So let's, before we jump into our conversation, let's introduce who are you? What do you do? Do you have a favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um. Yeah, so my name's Callie Klug. I am a certified yoga teacher. I actually just got my 500 certificate oh, today. So that's so exciting. Because I completed it. Awesome. Um, so I originally trained in the Himalayas of India, cool. like very traditional yoga. And yeah. then when I came back, I dove more into biomechanics. And then I realized, okay, I actually more resonate with the emotional side of yoga. Right. And that kind of led me into somatic psychology. And so now I'm going down that path. And I kind of bridge, I like to bridge the spiritual world of yoga with yeah. proven, studied, techniques from somatic psychology I love that that's amazing that's so cool you were in the mountains doing yoga how did you even like come to find out that was a thing (laughs) I like I followed some girl on Instagram yeah and she was doing her YTT in India and I was like oh my gosh that looks amazing and then I face it was this girl from Canada and then I FaceTimed her and asked her about it and she told us it was legit and real and then we went up there and oh my god that is so cool that is way cooler than my first 200 hour training I did it online in my home I'm sure it's not (laughs) as brutal though because the one in India was like it was amazing but it was I've never been so sore in my life. So pros and cons. Pros and cons. So cool. So you dove into yoga and then you came back and you were like, hey, I do love the spiritual stuff, but then you wanted the science behind it. Is that kind of, that's what happened? Yeah. And so the training in Rishikesh in in India, it was very traditional. So it wasn't necessarily focused on not like western anatomy or biomechanics which is really helpful sometimes in certain situations for yoga and so I got really into that part of it and then that kind of sciencey part led me into the I guess the western Mm -hmm. side of the spirituality of yoga and to me that's manifest as somatic psychology right like what is my intuition telling me yeah like that's somatic psychology yeah cool 
I'm really excited to talk to you. <laughs> I love this. So for those that may, might not have heard the word somatic before, what exactly does that entail? Like, what are you talking about when you say somatic? Yeah, so um, the soma, soma is the Greek word for body. So mm. uh, anything that is somatic is body-based. Right. So when I say somatic psychology, it's like body-based psychology or somatic healing body-based healing so yoga is actually there's like a giant umbrella of what somatic healing is right walking could be somatic healing Mm. um yoga is somatic healing because it's body-based healing but then there's like more studied I guess like sciencey because there's more structure around them like parts work and stuff like that and that's all also somatic healing oh and so how do you embody the somatic uh, psychology into because do you teach yoga right now or you're just practicing it yourself yeah I teach I teach yoga I teach mostly privates like one-on-ones so then are you personalizing those yoga sessions based also on their somatic um I've forgotten the rest of the word now (laughs) psychology thank you it's been a super long day um yeah I think honestly like yoga already contains a lot it's like a lot of yoga already has a lot of somatic healing in it already like even just becoming aware of your body in a yoga class is like a component of somatic healing yeah mindfulness is a component of somatic healing so it's like um but yeah definitely like if someone's like having a day or something I know different techniques to like throw in to um yeah help with relief or release or yeah amazing so with that being said if someone is like they're just new to this they're like okay I've done some personal growth I've read some of the books I'm listening to podcasts but now I want to tap into kind of my physical body and where I might be holding energy do you have any like initial practices that people could start implementing into their everyday that are just kind of simple things that would bring them um a, a more of an awareness of how they're holding themselves I guess yeah definitely that's a good question okay. um I would say and I'm going to use an example for this too like yeah. uh anytime you feel any kind of agitation mm-hmm. so whether it be pain or anxiety um the other day I did this in the sauna and yeah. I felt this like anxiety in my belly and like going towards it because a yeah. lot of times when we feel these sensations of pain or discomfort whatever it may be, we kind of completely unconsciously, but push them away. Mm. So then it creates this tension. So it's like going towards the sensation by itself that might already feel like relief. Right. So going towards the sensation, I like to do like, I like to dialogue with these sensations. Right. So like holding it physically, like my hand over my belly, okay. saying like, okay, anxiety, I see you. And then asking like okay what do you need for me why are you here mm-hmm. and for me that day I had been like just overwhelmed with information and yeah. like watching YouTube videos and doing courses right and, like, listening to podcasts and my body was like cut it out like give me a minute yeah and so I just sat in the sauna for 20 minutes in silence and afterwards I felt better so yes. it's like going towards the sensation and asking it what it needs is a great place to start I 
love that. I'm obsessed with that. I think I know in my journey, especially at the beginning, that was something I definitely wasn't doing. I was more of like, oh, I feel weird right now. I'm just going to push that off. And I would just keep Mm -hmm. bottling things up until I couldn't anymore. And then I would end up taking a sick day off work because I just couldn't do life. And that was just like, I was so burnt out. And it was just a cycle that just kept happening again and again and again. Did you find it hard initially to like, like, I love that you said that. Okay, I see you anxiety. Like, did you find that hard initially to, um, I guess, put words to what you were feeling? Um, I think like I had practiced yoga for so long before that right. I think I developed body awareness through yoga before yeah. I started the somatic experiencing. Yeah. Um, Sorry, so I'm just starting playing music. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, can you hear it? No, I can't hear it at all. Okay. Um, and so I think for for people, though, that are new to body yeah. awareness, you don't necessarily even have to say, like, this is anxiety. You can just right. be like, whoa, my stomach is really tight right now, mm. or my hands are shaky, or I feel very clenched. Like, it doesn't have to be like yeah. a label if that makes sense absolutely because yeah. I was gonna my next kind of like question was um around labels and mental health and we've come a really far away which is amazing but there still is I find kind of like a shame to those mental health um words and diagnoses um even with the great growth that we've had. So being able to say like, oh, like this is just making me uncomfortable or this makes my, like you said, belly flip is still a great place to start. Yeah, definitely. I think there's like a lot of, I, yeah, I mean, I agree that there's still a lot of shame and like, mm-hmm. especially I do a lot of work around anger, mm-hmm. um, anger parts work and people get like, do not like talking about anger. Every time I make a post on anger, I get like half the internet being like, no, it's immoral. And I'm like, it's literally we're animals. And yes. part of being an animal is this rage. Yeah. And so even if the label is, feels uncomfortable for any reason, you can yeah. just deconstruct the anger into sensations okay well my upper body is feeling like it wants to mobilize I'm feeling so much energy my face is red yeah my heart is beating fast like what is this and maybe not giving it that label if that's like yeah yeah, that's a good point and I know um, in my kindergarten class, because I also have my yoga teacher training and I'm on this journey myself, um, we talk about feelings a lot and we talk about different ways that we can manage our feelings. And um, with that, I have a little one that has very, I have a few little ones, but one in particular that has a very big emotions. And there was a situation uh, last week where they were building and they couldn't connect the blocks. And so they smashed it because they got so angry and they threw it off the table. And normally I would, I would think like a teacher would kind of be like, don't do that. That's not okay. Um, And my teaching partner and I said, looked at him and we said like, okay, that wasn't okay, but you can go to our quiet corner. You can feel this emotion. And when you're ready, come and talk to us and we'll make a solution for that. And I think it's so important to teach everyone that like you're allowed to feel these emotions and it's important that you do because otherwise they get stuck in your body in certain areas and they can become physical ailments 
Yeah, like even um, when the example you used, I was thinking of like when little kid cries and the parents like, don't cry. It's like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. Let him cry. Um, yeah. Yeah, but definitely like, I mean, I'm learning a lot right now about, um, I don't know if you've heard of like neuroplastic pain. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, for anyone listening that doesn't know what it is, it's pain that is not structural. So it's pain that like, for example, if I have like a ton of pain in my like C seven in my back Mm -hmm. but there's no structural tissue damage or anything but I have so much pain it's like pain happening in the brain like misfires of neurons and there's like I've been learning a lot about that and then kind of connecting it back to like Louise Hayes stuff on psychosomatic because it's like why do we have pain in these spaces where there's no structural yes your like your emotions and your mind are so powerful. I, um, my partner and I, we've been together for almost a year and (laughs) I swear I'm teaching him so much and he's teaching me a bunch of things too. But he, he came up to me the other day and he's like, did you know that your emotions and your mind can then cause like physical ailments. Like there could be a pain, like you just said, in my neck and it has nothing to do with my body. And I was like, yes, we're learning. We are becoming aware. (laughs) It was so exciting to like see that in someone else after having, like I've learned it and becoming more aware of my body. It was really cool to see that, that connection. Yeah, that is cool. And yeah, I mean, there's like, I think there's a ton of, I haven't, seen it myself I haven't read the book but it's like Dr. Sade we can just start I think we're talking about neuroplastic pain yes that's the last thing I think okay cool so neuroplastic pain tell us more about it (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah I mean neuroplastic pain so it's like there's a whole book on it called the way out which I super recommend to anyone who's interested in neuroplastic pain I got on that learning bus because I had crippling neck pain in my Mm. C1 where I like literally couldn't get out of bed sometimes and wow I was like oh I went to the chiropractor I tried acupuncture like I literally tried everything and then I heard something about neuroplastic pain and was like I will try anything yeah yeah have you read the book the body keeps the score oh yeah definitely yeah it's on my list and I'm like I need to read this but I have like four books on the go right now (laughs) that one's good it's like pretty intense though I feel like it should come with trigger warnings oh good to know okay just heads up for like anyone listening to like yes intense okay good good to know um so I was just looking at your Instagram bio and you said embodiment along with the somatic therapy how do you find that um the somatic psychology assists I guess the embodiment of of like their authenticity of the person that they're really like striving to be Yeah, so, like, well, I think the goal for somatic psychology is to move into a more embodied version of self, Mm -hmm. and so a lot of us, like, everyone pretty much in the West, we're very disembodied because of our culture, Um, like, we are not connected to nature, really, we 
are very conditioned to suppress how we feel like whether Mm -hmm. it be just if you look at the nine to five work week like and people getting burned out like we're told to know you can push through or whatever yeah um yeah just in so many ways and so um we're very disconnected so the idea is like coming back to the sensation so even Mm -hmm. like that little example I used of me in the sauna yeah like what would my life be like if all the time I could have that door open to being like you know, if I talk to someone and go, oh, that kind of gave me a stomach ache. Like, why did that give me yeah. a stomach ache? And just like using the body as this manifestation of the unconscious. That's mm-hmm. kind of the idea. I like it. Do you recommend when people are feeling that? So like you said, if you talk to someone, you have like a feeling in your belly. Do you recommend that they pro- like try their- to process that right then? Or do you like, is it okay to kind of save it? for later because like I know sometimes during the day I'll get these weird feelings but I can't always have the time and space in that moment yeah totally I actually just talked about this like an hour ago on this program (laughs) I'm running you're talking about inner team feeling yeah I was saying how like perfect world we're like constantly tending to our inner world yeah but sometimes like realistically we just don't have the resources Mm -hmm. like um you know, holidays are coming up and like, there's stuff going on for me and family stuff. Yeah. And yesterday I felt uh, my pain flaring up and my pain always has something to say. But yesterday I was like, I do not have the resources. Right. Have this conversation with my pain. So I was like, put heat back on it, watch Netflix. And like, I think de-shaming that sometimes we really don't have capacity to like go in and like process these parts constantly. Like that's okay too, you know? Yeah. I love that. I, um, yes, yesterday was Sunday. I was supposed to go to a spin class with a girlfriend in the morning and I texted her and luckily I have some really amazing friends that are in a similar journey. So I was able to say like, I just don't have the energetic capacity right now to wake up to another alarm to go Mm -hmm. and exert energy and be social. And I was like, it has nothing to do with you. Like I really do miss hanging out with you, but I've been waking up every single day for the past two and a half weeks to an alarm to have to go and do something. And I just need a day where I actually can tap into my body. And it was so wonderful to be able to like for her to fully understand what I was saying. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I feel the like not wanting to wake up to an alarm yeah. and be like, okay, I'm like, I just want one day, day no alarm. <laughs> yeah, mercy. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So you were talking about different ways to potentially tap back into that embodiment, tap back into self. Um, you mentioned nature. What are some ways that you like to use nature as a way to tap back into yourself? Yeah. Um, so are you familiar with co-regulation? No, I'm not. Please tell me. Okay. <laughs> so co-regulation is the our nervous system's ability to regulate or co-regulate to another nervous system. So that's why uh, when someone like walks in the room and they're yeah. really huffy and angry, you right. like feel it in your body right away because you're like, oh, we like start co-regulating with people around us. Or you can also feel that when you like are talking to someone and they're just like so calm and, yeah. they talk. and then you're like, Oh, I feel calmer now just talking to you. So we also do that with nature. And so going out in nature and just like existing in nature, whether that be like 
looking around at the trees or like practicing meditation yeah. or walking or whatever it is um it helps us co-regulate to that more like regulated state for our nervous system yeah cool so even just like going out in nature like I don't necessarily have to put my feet in the sand hand on a tree like just being out there is good yeah I mean any kind of like I think any kind of mindfulness is adds to the effect yeah um like sometimes when I'm walking I like to just look up at the trees and Mm -hmm. look at the leaves and then I feel like instantly a shift so it doesn't have to be like oh a full beach day where I'm like lying face down in the sand you can just like go on a walk in the park and like you know and being realistic to like what's available to you today is it just like sitting outside in your garden for five minutes yeah you know stuff like that. Cool. I love that. Okay. One last question to finish off our recording. I would love to know what is lighting you up in this season of your life? Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think my walks in the park yeah like right now all the trees are orange and yellow and oh, pretty. I've been going there every day for this like study I'm participating in. And it's so I'm obligated to go every day and it's been really, really nice. So that's yeah. beautiful. I love when the trees are all the different colors. They are gorgeous. So pretty. Amazing. Well, share with people where they can find you. How can they work with you? Cause I know they're going to want to. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at, at Cali yoga. Um, and right now I have an upcoming program called liberation and mm-hmm. it's a 10 week program and it's going to start in February and I'm doing 50% off right now. So if you're interested, join. Um, but it's going to be focused on, um, embodied safety, restorative rest and, um, liberated pleasure. So like moving into a more embodied capacity for these things. So it'll be really nice. Wow. Amazing. Yes. I love it. Okay. So cool. And I'll link all your stuff in the show notes so people can easily go find you and sign up for that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You asked really good questions. Thank you. Thank you so much for picking the Happy Healthy Girl podcast and listening all the way to the end. We think that you are freaking amazing, pure magic, and guess what? You're one step closer to embodying your authentic self. And we know that because you're here tuning into a personal development podcast. So proud of you, girlfriend. If you have the time, we would love if you left us a review. Share with us what you love most about this pod, but most importantly, share this episode with a gal pal of your own that you think would love it too. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay authentically you. Love you. Bye.